listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning, and I'm super excited to welcome back on the program Cruz McCalligan. Cruzy, it's so good to speak to you. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm getting, ex- well, not excited personally, but excited on behalf of my children for all the various Halloween things that are going to be coming up. I was going to say, week. yes, what a tr- what a yep. treat to have you on. I was thinking about saying that earlier. Um, but are you a big fan of <laughs> what Halloween? A treat to have me on. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know. You know, I don't know if I am, to be honest, actually, Noreen, because I don't like scary things. So, okay, dressing up, looking goofy, silly costumes, all for it. Would do it for days. The scary element, like the the boo, the haunted house thing, the grotesque costumes, no, not my thing at all. I'm terrified of it. But I really feel like, I don't know, I don't remember Halloween being such a big thing for the general population when we were kids. Do you remember it? Like... In Hong Kong, there wasn't, like, Halloween celebrations unless you kind of, like... For me, I remember going to sort of Titan to see where the Americans lived at Halloween because that was where you could do trick-or-treating. But it wasn't something you did in other parts of Hong Kong or have Halloween parties in other parts of Hong Kong. Am I remembering that incorrectly? Yeah, well, you know, even from a very local background, we never even did Halloween. My my grandma doesn't know what Halloween is. She just thought it was an excuse for us to to have sweets. And I think I remember celebrating my... Celebrating? um, Marking my first Halloween when I was in secondary school um, and I went to Park View to my friend's house. Yes, I was 14 <laughs> at that time. Um, and yeah, and, and, and so it, w- it was a fun thing. And I was like, wow, these people actually have a, a festival. I don't know if it's a festival. Have an event that they give out sweets. Because, um, you know, we have it for Chinese New Year, but, you know, we don't go around to strangers' house to get sweets. Um, so. yes, but it's, it's different, isn't it? That's the thing with Halloween. I've been, my kids keep asking me because um, my kids are fascinated with festivals and different cultures. So they've also this week been doing Diwali at their school which has been brilliant and exciting and they've had their colourful clothes and they're really excited to tell me everything they're learning about Diwali and I really enjoyed that. But then when Halloween is coming up so soon afterwards, I'm like, it's not quite the same, guys. This isn't really a cultural festival. It's more like a pop culture festival. Like, there's not like, what's the meaning of it, Mum? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) What does a skeleton mean? (laughs) Yeah, so I wanted to have a look at this a bit quickly today. So understanding specifically like where Halloween costumes came from, because that's probably the biggest thing we know about Halloween is dressing up, is a lot easier if we have a knowledge of where Halloween itself came from. So the Celts, who lived around 2,000 years ago in Ireland and England, used to mark the end of summertime and the harvest with a festival known as Samhain. And I've said that wrong, um, but it's S-A-M-H-A-I-N. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It'll have some mystical Irish pronunciation. But that's translated to mean summer's end. Now, this would take place on October 31st since um, November the 1st was the beginning of winter and also considered the season of death for many people. So that's starting to make a bit of sense, right? So since their new year was the first day of November, the Celtic people thought that the dead and the living merged together the night before. So they believed they could predict the future more accurately since spirits and ghosts were nearby. So during this festival, this important event, the Celts hosted large celebrations and made animal sacrifices. And they would wear various costumes, most commonly made by themselves, of animal skin and heads. So it would have been a pretty gruesome time, right? Now, some historians have noted that the Celts may have worn costumes to hide their faces and appearances. This wasn't necessarily to be anonymous, but in order to change their appearance so they could have easier communication with spirits and the dead. And I think this is an interesting idea. Have you ever been in a really 
really epic costume and you do have this different persona do you know what i mean it's not just like when you get dressed up and you feel like you look brilliant it's like something completely different it's like this confidence or a personality that you get from being costumed have you ever had that feeling not really cruz i'm so boring with my costume like you know <laughs> like as mario brothers one year and maybe that sounds pretty amazing a dinosaur um, another year no <laughs> Well, this, well, anyway, but the point is I can understand if you were really like so far from what you usually look like, I can see how you'd maybe feel like you were on maybe a kind sort of, of different... like cosplay, you know, in Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, a bit like yeah. cosplay, totally yeah. like that, exactly. So, um, yeah, so they, that's what they kind of thought, that the, the power of the animal could be transferred onto the wearer of the costume for the festival and could even ward off any evil spirits. Um, other sources suggest that they... they uh, dressed up like that so they could ask for food or money without being recognized by other people. So that's interesting. That's like the origins of this trick-or-treat idea. You know what I mean? Because honestly, how often do you have the confidence to walk up to a stranger's door and be like, can I have some sweets? You know, like, you know what I mean? So it's so funny that you hide yourself and therefore you have the confidence to be like, trick-or-treat, like fill my bag with yummy things. You know what I mean? So that's really interesting as well. Now, that's not the only possible explanation of where Halloween costumes came from. During medieval times, the Catholic Church displayed relics of the Holy Saints on All Saints Day, which was a holiday that took place on November 1st. So relics being parts of their body, essentially. So while the wealthy churches could afford to take part, the poor churches had to improvise in order to participate. So instead of kind of showcasing their relics, parishioners would dress in costumes as the saints. And other people would dress as devil and angels as they would kind of like in a procession through the church grounds as well. Oh, wow. So that's another kind of like thing that we're finding kind of smushes into this history of Halloween. Now, in the 15th century and later on, children would visit houses singing songs or reciting poetry in a bid to get fruit, cakes and money from kind of the housewives of the homes. Right? Money? So, wow. Money, apparently money. So that was the trick. I guess that was the tricks part, trick or treat, right? Now, uh, during the celebrations, the Celts would sometimes perform in plays, which also had costumes. Now, it wasn't until the mid-1800s that America became aware of Halloween. And this is interesting because obviously when we think about Halloween now, in America, I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry. Children, the annual adult spending on Halloween costumes in America is $1.5 billion, and children's costumes is $1.2 billion. So it's a big thing in the States, right? But it didn't originate there at all. So as you had Irish and English immigrants moving over to the USA, um, they were bringing these traditions with them, these sort of Celtic traditions of dressing up and celebrating the end of October. And they would walk around their neighborhoods asking for money or food and that kind of thing again. And I guess that's where it started becoming popularized into this popular holiday. And entrepreneurs in the 1930s began to cash in on it because it was so much more popular in America than it was in the UK. And that's when we started seeing this kind of idea of mass-produced costumes and this sort of more modern Halloween element, if you like, um, which is obviously a huge one now. So if we think about the huge variety of costumes in the modern day, the most popular is still traditional costumes related to that Halloween festival of Samhain, the summer's end, the Celtic scary festival, you know, season of death kind of thing, right? It is. For the majority of the time, Halloween is quite spooky. You've got things like witches and vampires and skeletons and black cats or sexy cats or, you know, whatever it is, um, being those most popular costumes. Um, but 
I think it's also becoming like quite an interesting thing with costumes now because we have so many pop culture references that people can dress up as. You know, it's not just the scary things. And Kids I think just even want to be the, the princesses now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think even at one of my children's schools, they haven't called it Halloween dress up day. They've called it Funoween dress up day. And I'm like, that makes sense because it would probably be discouraging a whole load of small children coming to school in the screen mask, you know, and terrifying <laughs> one another. You know, it's about like just costumes is meant to be kind of kind of something a little bit a little bit of fun. Have your kids got Halloween costumes sussed this year? Yeah, um, we, we we like to recycle the old ones, so we've got we've got a range for them to choose from. We've got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one that they still have. They've got a awesome. Witches one. They've got the Frozen Anna and Elsa one that they could use. They've got the Minnie Mouse ones. So yes, we haven't got out to to actually buy new ones. These are just costumes readily available. Because the truth is, when we go to birthday parties, a lot of the times they are theme related, and so yes. so these costumes are, are handy throughout the year um also yep I'm, maybe i'm too cheap <laughs> to, to actually buy new costumes for, for, for them for, for halloween because they haven't grown out of their old ones you see see i'm just coming up with all sorts of excuses maybe next year we'll get them new costumes yeah well i think that's a good that's a good way to do it i think my kids have worn the same halloween costumes for the last three two or three years as well for the same reasons i don't want to <laughs> As much as I want to support local enterprise, the idea of venturing down Pottinger Street is really not my cup of tea at this point in time. We, we both um, have new babies born this year, so I think we are excused. Yes, I think we're excused. Yes. We're excused from this. Um, but having said that, I've been trying to think of what I can wear as a mum, and um, I'm finding it quite hard. So I think I'm just going to have to do some sort of horrible makeup and wear a wig and just go as a grumpier version of myself. <laughs> oh, Alison had a very good um, outfit last year. Um, it was She was dressed up as, as gr- grapes. She had about eight purple balloons. Oh, brilliant um, idea. And then she just, you know, stuck them on her, her clothes and then she went as a grape. And I thought, wow, that's really handy. Um, not that I'm such a big fan of balloons. Sometimes I avoid them. Mm. But I think, you know, you can always reuse them um, for, for, for a birthday party or something. Exactly. Well, so this is interesting. So there's lots of different things you can be kind of wearing, um, you know, for for Halloween. And it does have this sort of sense of changing, you know, like um, how people, if someone's wearing a really funny costume versus a really seductive costume, you know, like they've gone like a... Oh, yeah, those were the days. A a nurse's outfit or something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A police officer who would never be seen dead in fishnet tights. But... um, (laughs) It's quite interesting. And of course, um, we do have like a fa- fascination with kind of scary things. And that's that's why I think I'm a bit scared of Halloween. I remember going to one of the haunted ha- houses at um, a theme park in Hong Kong years ago. And just it was based on Chinese ghost stories, actually. Oh, that was yes. the theme of the haunted house. It was years and years and years ago, Noreen. I went and there too. And it was so scary. It yes. was so scary. I screamed. I lost my voice. I screamed the whole way through. I vowed never again. You know, like, um, yes. so I'm not I'm not good with that kind of thing. I think actually someone had to break out of character when I went and had to <laughs> use their phone to show me and my sister how to get out because we were just screaming and running around in circles. Oh. They're like, um, it's all right, this way, please. Um, you know, so I'm not very good with that kind of thing. Um, but 
people do love it and it's interesting for me to see how it's kind of risen in popularity as well even in New Zealand where I have a lot of family and friends like they're kind of preparing for like Halloween parties and trick-or-treating in the neighborhood and I'm like I swear this wasn't something when I was a kid like it's obviously become a concept that's been more embraced kind of in different countries around the world um, outside of the US whereas as I mentioned you know once upon a time when I was a kid we went to where the Americans lived in Hong Kong because that they had the best decorations and costumes and sweets and they were the ones who were celebrating Halloween and having fun with it right and now I think everyone's sort of taken it as an opportunity to kind of have a bit of fun and have a bit of a celebration and it's interesting in Hong Kong as well I think coming out of COVID we're taking so many more opportunities to do fun things now right we couldn't for so long um that i think it's like i'm really excited to see what well, i'm hoping fingers crossed nothing goes wrong but i'm hoping to see so many more christmas celebrations and things like that towards the end of the year as well because we're you know we're all a bit starved of fun <laughs> we've yeah. had a, a, a rough couple of years where we haven't been able to to gather together and do fun things out and about so i think maybe that's another reason that it's been more popular one thing I do not like about Halloween that I feel like I have to participate in sometimes is carving pumpkins. Like oh, the thought of it I've just scared me. I've never done that before. Yeah, so I'm terrible at it. I think I've done it once. And um, every time I'm goes, oh, I've got some pumpkins that we can carve. I'm like, I don't want to carve pumpkins. I don't want sharp knives near my little children. I don't want to carve a pumpkin. But interestingly, the idea of carving a pumpkin um, was not the, always the way they did. They decorated things. So initially, the Irish and the Scottish carved turnips as a way to remember deceased souls. Um, and when they um, immigrated to the U.S., they realized that pumpkins were much easier to carve. So that's why we carve pumpkin, pumpkins. Because <laughs> they once upon they were like, which I can understand, trying to carve a turnip sounds like a very fiddly thing to do. Um, but anyway, if you're looking for um, some ideas for uh, costumes this year, apparently... Uh, the most popular children's Halloween costumes for this year, according to Google, are a witch, Spider-Man, dinosaur, fairy, pirate, rabbit, cowboy, or clown. Oh. So there seems like some good options there. Exactly. Oh, I'm surprised princesses didn't make it there. Yeah, princess didn't make it, but I guess maybe they, this is from places where people still want to be a little bit spooky. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of quotes we can finish on today. Yes, please. Um, the first one is from Lucy Van Pelt, um, who said, a person should always choose a costume which is in direct contrast to her own personality, which I think mm. is quite funny, actually, and actually makes a big difference when you, you know, you in do character. see someone who's dressed. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, Steve Almond said, nothing on earth so beautiful as the final haul on Halloween night. I'm like, yeah, that's true. You imagine that feeling of just having a whole bucket full of sweets. Yeah, it would feel like a pretty good feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, 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 oh, yeah, sorry, go on, Cruz. I was going to say something no, about no. sweets. Um, are, are you quite good at giving all the sweets to your ch to, to your children, or you, do you take, like, mummy tax? Do you take oh, some? gosh, no. Mummy tax is very high. Yeah. I would say mummy tax is about 95% in this household, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes to everything. There's for Easter, Christmas stockings. <laughs> the mummy tax is high. Yeah. Yep, the mummy tax is high. But I think, I think it's worth it, you know, for what you get in reciprocal facilities and services from the mummy. Exactly. <laughs> well said. And the last quote is from Mason Cooley, who said, clothes make a statement, but costumes tell a story. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I really like that idea. And I, I'm really looking forward to my, my children telling me a story of their costumes when they have their Halloween costumes this, this year, which will be, well, they have every year, Wonder Woman. So. Oh, wow. Very good. Well, okay. It makes me, okay, maybe next year. Um, oh, I still have time. Maybe, maybe I've seen some people making their own costumes. You see, that's actually quite a fun thing to do with, with the kids. Oh, totally. I think if I had a bit yeah. more time, I'd have a great time doing that. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Cruz, happy Halloween. Thank you so much for your sharing. And I'll chat to you Thanks, next Maureen. week.